0: When we're talking about living a truly free and independent life, we mean it. And that's exactly what Gary Collins, who is the creator of The Simple Life, set out to accomplish. And now you have a chance to learn all the secrets that Gary has developed over decades of trying it out himself, building these amazing courses, as you can go to thesimplelifenow.com and access three amazing courses. One, being the -the off-the-grid master course. Two, being the how to finance your off-grid home course and three how to find your dream off-grid property course and get an awesome 10 off at checkout by using code tbns10 that's right you too can learn how to live a truly free and independent lifestyle by living off-grid and all these amazing courses are delivered to you by yes one gary collins from the simple life now.com use code tbns10 at checkout for 10 off your order and start living your free life today this episode of the Brian Nichols Show contains strong language. Listener discretion is advised. And now, on with the show. Can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here, who is getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> It's Wednesday, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of The Brian Nickel Show. I am your humble host, and phew, we're going to start things off because I am, in fact, humbled because you guys are an amazing audience, and you've officially made March 2021 our most downloaded month. Yet, And it's not possible without you guys. You guys have been sharing the show. You've been doing so much work in helping us share the message here at the Brian Nichols Show. To what? Leave you guys educated, enlightened, and informed. And we're reaching tens of thousands of people every single month. I can't believe that we're at that point. But guys, it's entirely possible because of you. And also entirely possible because I'm blessed, candidly, behind the scenes. This is not possible without my amazing team. So thank you to... Honestly, people who I am so honored and thankful to have in my life, helping with all the things to help get the audio done, the the graphic design out, the the contacts with different people promoting the show. It's not possible without my team. And and I just want to say thank you to my team and again to you as the audience here. For helping make the Brian Nickel Show what it is, so I say as we wrap out the month of March with today's amazing guest, and that is why you guys are here on today's episode. Because today we are joined by Donnie Gebert. Now Donnie is an insider from the uh, the government uh, apparatus, going from working in the government to civilian life, and showing us there's a lot of misinformation that's being put out there, to say the least, at behest from the government. So. An insider scoop. What can we learn? And and what red flags did Donnie see transitioning from that, uh, you know, working in the government to civilian life? All that and more. So without being said, on to the show, Donnie Gebert here on The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Hello, Brian.
0: Donnie, thank you so much for joining The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you've got the name. Everyone, you should make it mandatory that when people come in there on your show, they're first, like, they have to give you your best Stewie.
0: (laughs) When you said that today, confirming, I was like, oh, man, my, my friend Fritz from FritzCast would be very appreciative of that because we always have a good laugh when it comes down to our family guy impersonations. But yes, Hello, hello. Uh, good to have you, Donnie, on the, on the show. And, and thank you for all the work you're doing over at Direct Republic. And how about this? I, I think it's a great opportunity for some folks to get to know you. Um, Now, you obviously made the cameo appearance there in uh, the awesome documentary, Monopoly on Violence. Um, But for those who did not get the chance to see that or, like me, forgot uh, that you made an appearance there in the the first uh, 15 minutes or so, let's do a quick intro into uh, your, your role here in this greater libertarian movement we find ourselves in.
1: Um, okay. I started in the military when I was like right out of high school. And the only thing I really didn't do that most people do in the military is what I was told. I don't, I don't mind. I'll go and I'll do pretty much anything. Like if you, um, it's half JFK would, would approve, right? JFK says, ask now what your country could do for you. And I said, okay. As long as I will, I will do anything they have on the list, but if they treat me like shit, I won't. So I would go in and as long as the the military was working for me and the contract I was on was working for me, I stuck with it. And if it didn't, I would go and do another one because that system is a little bit abusable. So I did. For four years, is in our uh, logistics, ammunition logistics. So, running an ASP and understanding the backside of the Walmart as opposed to the front side of the Walmart. And then it was, it was 1999, and there was no anything. There was no Gulf War anymore. There was no 9/11 yet. So there was really no incentives to be there, and the army treated everybody like there was no incentives to be there. So I went to the National Guard because even though I was still kind of in the military, I was still getting training. I was still getting paid a little bit to do it. I had uh, I was doing other things, too. I I had worked at Blockbuster Video and uh, I worked as a bouncer while I was in the National Guard and I was going to college. So it's not like I was bored or anything. I just got out of the active duty, busy lifestyle, went to a private lifestyle that had a little bit of guard in it. And I was just an infantryman in the guard. So it was really operations and learning how to do stuff. But the people in my guard unit were special forces. So I got a lot of not national guard training in my part time. Then I went into the Navy as an electronics technician. I didn't I was going to be a SEAL. That was the plan. But I got injured and didn't go. So because I don't end up going, I get this whole other field of hardware, of electronics, like if you're not going to get the thing you want from the military and you end up getting a job, it better be some kind of, don't waste your time, fail flat upwards. You know what I mean? Where you're going to get at least some kind of skills or experience. And all of this was accumulating. I didn't recognize it kind of, but the way you build officers in the military is you just give them different jobs and you make them do that for a couple of years and you don't let them get comfortable in one thing. They're not going to retire doing any one thing. They are being groomed to look through the whole organization. Well, I start off in logistics, which is just don't argue with me. The shit isn't here yet. And it's not going to be here till Thursday. And I don't care about your opinion. So that's where rank goes out the window because I've seen warrant officers say, You see that, sir? That means that the, the stuff isn't going to be here till Thursday. So what would you like me to do until Thursday, sir? Uh, 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 you know, you just have to live in the world where there isn't the bureaucracy, there's the the reality. <clears throat> and then the operations and the Green Beret side is, and if it doesn't, and if you don't really like the commander, shoot him. Like, if you're really serious about this whole thing, be oppresso libre, we are going to go to the other country, we are going to free the people, that basically is shooting the commanding officer. It's just not yours, it's theirs, but, you know, don't, you know, let's not get bicker and argue about who's dressed like what. Let's get the understanding of the job down. Well, by the time you're done with radio radio and radar and how does all the hardware work? Now you really understand the battle space like like you see it on TV. Like you watch CNN once you're in ET because the way the news is putting it to you is as if you have the God's eye view of it all. Well, I, if, but if you don't know how it works, you start seeing the news is a little bit fraudulent, not so much pure fraud as not accurate. So here I am, I've been in the military by the time I was done with the Navy, I had 10 years, so 10 years active duty plus my guard time. And that was 2008. So at that time I would have looked at you and said, no, the news isn't really fraudulent. But the people on there are a bunch of amateurs and they talk like dumb fuck and you're really not going to get a good, a good understanding from the news. But no, they're not really fraudulent. They're just kind of dummies reporting. Then my last job that I did for the last six years was military intelligence. The news is fraud. The news is fraud. Everything is fraud. It's all fraud. They are not actually telling you how this stuff works on purpose to keep everybody functionally ignorant, but you really don't know that until you're in the military post 10 years, you've been shuffled around a bunch of times because you're not in, I wasn't just one at the end of 10 years, I had an inner service career. So I had six years in the Navy. I had four years active duty army and I had four years part-time army with special forces. To be honest, I was probably better off part-time with special forces than I was beg- regular time. Because when I was regular time, we'd have been reporting to the regular army. When I was part-time, I was reporting to myself, just getting the training that I would look for, but then applying it to my life as just a normal normal dude. So I get through all of that, and I get out, and then you do, then you get the real contrast. You're no longer in the military, and you go back to being a regular human. And you don't realize, okay, it takes, it took me probably three, three and a half years. I am a $5 million plus human being. And those are the 1%. I don't have a big shit ton of money. I got carted around this planet like a Jetson. So I didn't really understand that I was a Flintstone when I joined the army. And I didn't understand that if you dump enough money on a person and you put them in a trillion dollar environment where there's billion dollar pieces of equipment in every direction. That human doesn't live on Earth anymore. They live in the movies. They really live like a movie. It's not a movie star. It's a movie. You're living some role with a carrier, there's a carrier, like there's a bunch of people, you know, you get a boomer, they wear that hat, they were on that carrier, it's a mighty ship of war, they will wear that hat in their coffin, I was just like, get me off this goddamn thing, put me back on the beach, I'd rather get shot at by, by people who don't know how to read, than make me ride this mighty ship of war, so it, you know what I mean, it doesn't really, it's all about a perspective of what are we supposed to be doing, and what are we doing, and I was self-directing my bullshit, I wasn't letting the military do it. That's the only reason I ended up the way I ended up. So because I got there, I honestly had to write two books just to get this stuff out of my brain. Just to do that, because carrying it around and staring at other people with no, no, that's not how it works. No, I don't care what the news says. And then I kind of broke some rules and the military really really chooses who they give a career to like mine, as opposed to I stole it like it was behind a very thin window at two in the morning. So all I really did was bend army contracts against the military or, you know, military contracts and just say, no, I'm doing the parts I'm doing and I'm not doing the parts I'm not. And I'll do all the parts I want because I know how the system works. And then I got lucky by I accidentally stole a field grade officer's curriculum during wartime, which is really like the most expensive education on the planet. So that's the that's the fun part of me and the short of it.
0: Well, no, it's it's good. I like to unpack where you got to where you are today, because I think that, you know, if we're going to how we approach things here at my show, it's more from like a sales perspective. I like to know how my guests got to where they are. Cause likely when we're talking about these topics, we're going to figure out likely the same steps, right? When you, how you got to where you are. So let's maybe talk about that. You there's a lot. You just unpacked. What would you say though, is maybe the number one thing that was like the, the, the biggest red flag that you experienced when you went from a, a role in, in the military to more of a civilian life?
1: Oh, man, there's red flags and then there's friction. So a red flag is something you are trained to look at and go, that's a problem. Friction is what you experience because there is a problem. But if you don't know how to diagnose it, you get the friction. Most, you know, like the first couple of weeks of COVID, I put on a mask. There isn't an argument. I know that the mask doesn't stop Corona series viruses. I know that. I don't know that the report is right. I know that I got a Chinese bioweapon in the media. Okay, that's good enough for me to just start taking the general blanket. I don't know that the report is right. I don't know that it's wrong. I will put on a mask and I won't blow anything on anybody if I think it's a problem. Then we get down to specifics. The Corona family of viruses will not be stopped by an N95 mask. It's like throwing marbles at a chain link fence. So wait a minute. Now everybody's being passed bad information. Hey, I know what that looks like. I was military intelligence. It's called the first report is never right. So I took off my mask about week four when there wasn't a pile of sick people. And I was, you know, now everybody's volunteering to put on the mask. And what we're really seeing is we have transitioned from this fake bio scenario to a very real psychological warfare. Well, you call it warfare, but it's passive warfare. Everyone has been given bad information. Everyone is now staring each other in the face because they all know it's wrong, because if it was correct, there would either be a pile of sick people and we would need to wear masks, but this, but, the, but the masks wouldn't have helped. So now there would be millions and millions and millions and millions of sick people because the thing that we did to keep the cooties off us wouldn't have kept the cooties off us. So now... What happens when 300 million people don't want to look the other 25 million in the face and say, oh, uh, we got it wrong? The answer is they will put on a mask forever. I would not have guessed that about the species two years ago. I would not. I really wouldn't have. But now we're in the middle of like a Milgram experiment. So we're going here from how am I qualified to even make that statement? Well, it's not me. It's Everybody. Every the here's the the first failure was all of the medical people should have been screaming when the mat when the PPE recommendations wouldn't have functioned against that vector. But there were no medical screen. All you get is the media hype. I don't see medical people scrambling. Then the flu disappears. So everybody who gets the flu is now automatically getting covid. Then the government is positively incentivizing COVID uh, reporting by giving people money through a printing press, all at the same time. But nobody sees. Nobody seems to know how to watch the sleight of hand, right? It's a pure bullshit operation. Well, then you start. Then okay, fine. I give everybody credit that if you're starting on the far end of this, you got a lot of studying to do before you get up to. Okay, they really are printing money to get more COVID reporting because they wouldn't get it if they weren't printing. How does the money system work? So you go immediately to that group of professionals and you look at Ray Dalio and Ray Dalio doesn't give you a really hard lecture on money like Milton Friedman does. Well, Milton Friedman gives the lecture in the 70s about how the monetary system is not correct and it's gonna get ugly. Ray Dalio has been navigating it for 30 years telling you, yeah, we understand what Milton Friedman said, but nobody kind of knows. So now you get the honest 30-year professionals having to admit they don't, don't kind of know how money works. And then the medical people are de facto not showing that they know, don't know how the diseases work because they're following their bureaucracy when it comes to PPE, not the terms and conditions, not the vector, Right. So but 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 we're not suffering mass stupidity because the government school system did this to everybody, right? Nope. We're not doing that either. What we're going to do is we're going to live in denial and we're going to hide behind masks until we become adults. And that's our new life now.
0: Dave what? Smith Dave Smith just did a great episode today. Um, it was the three governors and he focused on Cuomo, DeSantis and Newsom. Mm-hmm. So we have New York, California and Florida. And when you look at the dynamic, when you compare Newsom and Cuomo and how they were treated by the corporate media, and then you compare DeSantis, and then you look at the actual numbers, it's becoming more and more apparent that what the narrative was, if you were watching CNN for the past year, what you were told was happening and what would happen Right. It, nothing has come to fruition. And if actually, Florida is like, what, middle of the pack in terms of, of COVID deaths. We saw Texas just decide to go ahead and end their, their mask mandate. Not saying people don't, if they want to wear masks, you can wear a mask. But ending the mask mandate, we were told they were going to see, you know, the ICOs overrun. Cases are down, still exponentially going down. So there's going to come a point in time, I'd say, Donnie, that people are going to have to at least look at the real, like, just facts that are on the ground and make some kind of judgment call no that is you
1: being an adult how about that you're saying everyone's (laughs) going to have to do that and what if i was to tell you that joe biden and that entire group joe biden bill gates gavin newsom and all of that group of friends whether you think they're a group of super friends or super lunatics They are more than happy to put on a political theater for a group of people for the rest of their lives. They will be the mask wearers forever. They will be the Sharia compliant Americans that follow the Biden administration. I am in Texas where there is no mask mandate. Guess what? There is people mandating that certain places have masks because it's private property. Man, I wish I thought of this idea, right? Weird. Right. So. Here's how this works the American legal system everywhere I don't care which state you're in it there's two everywhere you are there's at least two legal systems never mind your county and your your city you got you have state and federal both of them are stupid. why? because you can use them offensively for nothing. You are allowed to cause someone else legal bill by suing them for something that is false. I do understand that you may, not shall, may be held accountable, and you may be required to pay that defendant back for suing them, may, but not shall. So when you already know that the judge is going to not necessarily find in your favor, but he is not going to cause the defendant, or he's not going to cause the plaintiff to pay for all bills, when you know that, you sue and you use it as a financial warfare tactic. So at that point, I look every voter in the face and say, I'm sorry, voters, I'm the military intelligence guy who will go to another country and rig an election. I don't give a shit about your opinion. We are now living in a military science environment where you, ju- you need to know the method, and you need to know the result before it happens, and then you see the method happen, and then you see the results and go, that is not a David Copperfield slash David Blaine like bullshit illusion with money and or stuff. That is a real methodology that we can rely on tomorrow. And we're going to do that. And notice lots of disintermediation in the, pu- in, in the public sphere of we talk about it one way, trillions of dollars missing, no results. How'd that happen? And the answer is the legal system is a statutory system and gravity is a legal system. And when we stop talking about politicians like they commit physics, then we will understand their proper role and then we will get down to the business of fixing the thing. But just the three governors, DeSantis is to, you know, they, they have the COVID numbers. There are no COVID numbers, right? Everyone who believes they have a COVID number is incorrect. All of those numbers, the first year worth of numbers were procured in a manner that are the tests that they did it with are questionable because we don't know what they were, what to get a COVID test. You don't swab someone's mouth for coronaviruses. You don't swab them with a PCRA test. You have to give them a specific test It goes into a little vial. They're going to spin it down and they're going to type, they're going to DNA type match COVID-19. So on day four, when the news reported COVID-19 test, the answer is no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't even really have the information, the equipment or the people really just spun up on doing this activity. No, they didn't have those numbers in four days. No, they didn't. But if you're a politician with a, a broadcast station, And you don't know the process and you think it happens in 40 minutes because you've seen it happen on the Discovery Channel. And that's what the lab looks like. You know what I mean? If you watch the how it's made version of anything, you think, you know, it takes about 10 minutes to do this. In reality, they cut a 40 hour process into eight minutes. So then the politician shows up and says, yeah, we're doing all this work. (laughs) No, No, we're all dumb. We're all dumb because you don't have a $5 million life. And that's where Gavin Newsom and DeSantis and Cuomo have $5 million lives, just like me. And I know that they're a bunch of liars. Now, DeSantis isn't nearly as bad, but he is definitely not forthcoming with information. He's telling you, look, these people are obviously bad and we are doing the good. He's got a microphone that we get out to 50 million people this afternoon. Is he using it like me? No, no. So either he's an amateur or he's a control point. I could throw rocks at him. I could call him names, but it's easier to point at him and say that guy for being in his position should have 45 minutes of brilliant information for you every day. You only see him with five minutes of good information a week. So what is he really doing? He's being a control point for all the information that all the humans who think DeSantis is a real good guy. He should be dumping really good information on him instead of giving him five minutes of hope a week and then doing what?
0: My goodness, Donnie, we could go on and on, and <laughs> on. I, which, which I mean, I wish we could. But unfortunately, we are already coming close to time. So I want to make sure we do you a solid, and do my audience a solid, candidly, because you, uh, you're you author of not one, but two awesome books, and, and the uh, the one that's uh, the, the head of your, your website is The Direct Republic, The Null Hypothesis of Politics. So let's give us a quick spark notes of what people can expect when they go ahead and open this amazing book and start the, the page turner, or they start the audiobook, which is available online. Uh, the audiobook is half
1: generic. I fed the PDF into the, the PDF reader and just recorded it, so it's it'll do i listen to it it's not that if you can handle the mechanical voice it's not that bad um just going back to your example a direct republic is functionally where everybody becomes the legislature so one person one participant in the legislature but no votes so if you look at new york as a geography it's a geography and we all know the shape of new york and california has a shape but if people who liked Gavin Newsom's ideas were able to just sign up for it, but they lived in Iowa. We take away all the state lines and we just make it the, the greater, you know, for the purposes of not getting confusing, the American map, all 50 states. And now anybody who wants to be under, you know, Gavin Newsom is going to be their great organizer. Cuomo's going to be their great organizer. DeSantis, Trump, anybody who thinks they're in charge, those people would just Report to this decentralized legislature model. So, the, in our legislature, the germane difference between a democracy and a republic is the how the method of adjudication happens. So, in a democracy, everybody's going to get together, a vote is going to be cast, there will be a winner and a loser because that's how voting works. In a republic, there is just a forum of presentation. So. Think of it as we are all going to go to uh, AT&T Stadium. We're all going to pile in. Everybody's going to present. Every, you know, just, I understand it's time consuming. And if you use the computer, it goes faster. But for your mind, we're all going to get our chance to go down at the 50-yard line of AT&T Stadium. We're going to read our bullshit to the public like it's the floor of the house. Then there will be a cessation of presentation because all of the arguments are forward. And there are 10 different ways to get out of the building. If you like presentation 1, go outdoor 1. If you like presentation 2, go outdoor 2. And everybody separates by buckets of funding not by voting. So they're, you know, you're voting with your feet but you're not moving your house. <laughs> and if you had to move currency systems in the exact same way, you don't move your house but you do move your currency. And just like that, you are voting with your feet without without voting in a manner that you can lose. Now, if you give your money to a dummy and he and he blows it all up like Enron, then you chose poorly behind door number seven. And all the people who went to door number four didn't lose their money. And everybody else um, had moderate successes, but they all ended up going through door number four because that's just an industry best practice. So it, it, just kind of looking, how would that shake out? Ten experiments, eight of them fall sideways. One falls up, one falls down. Everybody learns a lesson, but nobody gets horned into the wrong thing. And then I can go in for hours about how that whole mechanic of of Washington, D.C., it's nothing but the hot gates of statutes. And it is defended by cannibals who eat children and rape children, like literally. So. It's not ever going to work the way the eighth grade civics book said, period. That's pragmatic. Like pragmatic, there's, you know, there's the two types of arguments, pragmatic and philosophical. I'm military intelligence. There are zero civilians who get to tell me about pragmatic arguments. That's not an insult. I will just show you how the whole thing works. So when we get into philosophy, it's what, what mechanics fulfill a good philosophy, and they all come down to voluntary, decentralized. There's no choke points on the money. There's no choke points on everybody's agency. And then you find out that a you know fiat money machine is nothing but a weapon of war, purely pure weapon of war. It's where you get a budget out of magic. So as soon as you recognize that that isn't a way you run a society anyway forever, you might run it against an opponent and i could tell you we could run the if everybody was informed consent on the dollar we could run it like a war machine except nobody would ever be able to have that war machine on 45 more minutes than than we knew it was necessary because of the informed consent but yeah we could run the dollar like a war machine on purpose with imagine 300 million people intentionally running a currency on purpose as an act of war Man, it would really, really, really be a thing to behold. But 300 million people in informed consent is a thing to behold that we've never really seen before anyway. So just kind of thinking about it like that, we all need to live more in an informed consent environment and breaking the issues down is, is what my books do.
0: Donnie Gebert, there is so much more we could dig into, but unfortunately, we are already at time. So with that being said, we will include the links to the books as well as the link to social media in the show notes so folks can go ahead and follow you. But that being said, though, thank you for all the work you're doing. Donnie Gebert, thanks for joining The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Thank you very much, sir. Have a good day.
0: Let's sell liberty and look good doing it with Proud Libertarian folks when we're selling liberty we have to start things off by piquing interest and what better way to pique some interest than by rocking some amazing apparel from proud libertarian personally i'm a huge fan of their do good recklessly t-shirt but there's more than t-shirts to find from awesome taxation is theft snapbacks to the killer give me liberty or give me death hoodies proud libertarian has all the libertarian swag you need and guess what Brian Nicholas show audience numbers can rock the latest libertarian swag and save some cash on every single order. All you have to do use code TBNS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire cart at checkout. That's right. Each time you order use code TBNS and you'll instantly get 10% off your entire order. Listen, I am super excited. Uh, Proud Libertarian here is a sponsor of the Brian Nichols show. So do me a favor, head over there to Proud Libertarian, place your order today. Use code TBNS at checkout, save ten percent on your order, and help support Libertarian entrepreneurs today. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Donnie Gebert. If you enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor, go ahead and share today's episode and make sure you go ahead and tag me at bnicholsliberty, Twitter, Facebook, minds.com and parlor.com and make sure you tag Donnie at directrepublic, I'll include his links to social media in the show notes. Also, folks, if you particularly enjoyed today's episode, well, I'd love to hear about it in two ways. Email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com, and head over to Apple Podcast. Give us that five-star rating and review. And who knows, you might hear your review if you go ahead and post it between now and Thursday. Read on Friday's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. That's right, because Friday is fast approaching, and every Friday we read one of our five-star rating and reviews. So I implore you, head to Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating and review, and tell us why you are a member of The Brian Nichols Show audience. Yes, I know that you guys are out there sharing the show left and right, and I would just love to hear what value you get that gets you inspired to come back Every single week getting sometimes three, four, five episodes in this case this week uh, because we started things off here on Sunday with our amazing Candidate special. Actually, that's not not true technically because Saturday was its own uh, bonus episode. We had a great conversation first on Saturday with uh, Nick Hudson uh, talking about the ugly truth about lockdown. Sunday we had our conversation with our good friend Nick Magner who is running for assembly in New Jersey. Mike Rufo joined us on Monday. Obviously, we had our great conversation today with Donnie. And then on Friday, Joshua Smith his brand new video format of his original podcast, Break the Cycle. Great chance to catch up with Josh, learn more about what's going on in uh, in his world. Also, uh, a great chance to talk about the future of the Libertarian Party, kind of where his perspective in terms of where the party is going. So make sure, if you do not want to miss that episode, head over to Apple Podcasts while you're there. Hey, I, like I said, give us that review, but hit subscribe. We don't want you missing a single episode. So, folks, thank you for joining us on another fun-filled episode of the program. That being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here for Donnie Gebbert. We'll see you Friday. Thanks for
1: listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.
0: Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.